0: You all right? My name's Paul. I've got autism and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works and I stick the videos on the Internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. I hope you're doing all right. Uh, I'm not got to be honest. It's red hot again in England, 32 degrees today. I've had the air conditioning unit, which is just out of shot. I think I don't know. Um, I've had it on all day trying to hit 16 degrees. All I've done is taken the hose out the window, close the blinds, Turn this on and I am absolutely roasting again. And if I could be bothered, I'd go and get my little thermometer off the shelf over there to see how hot it is. But I am absolutely baking. I hate the heat. You know, And Britain's been hot for like three days and there's already droughts and hosepipe bans happening. It's like this country. If anything happens and it's 48 hours removed, it falls down. It's really bad. Um, But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Uh, What's going on? Uh, George, my dog, George, he's become very horny, which isn't good. Um, So he's been at the vets anyway for his boosters and he's petrified of the vets. So the vets told me to buy a stethoscope like a toy one off eBay and something that resembles a needle and just play with him and, you know, to show him it's all all right. Um, Yeah, but I'm basically going to see about getting him the male implant because the idea of having his, uh, you know, bits chopped off. As a bloke, I feel that, you know, and I, I feel bad, like if he's looking at me with a cone on his head saying I really want to lick where he used to have something, I'd feel really bad. So um, I'm going to try the more holistic approach first, I think is the best way of putting it. Um, I've also started to pay a bit more attention to the things I live by. And what I mean by that is I've, I've said before a million times that my life got better <laughs> the day I realized that there are some things in this life I cannot control and there are some things I can. So the things I cannot control, I really need to just stop worrying about them because what can I do about it if they are out of my control? So I just then focused all my energy and interest and happiness, I suppose, in what I can control. Um, and it might make me sound selfish or whatever, but you know it's a tough world we all live in, and I have to have some self-preservation too. I'm afraid. So, you know, what I realized is in the things I can control, I wasn't controlling a few things. What I could have done better on, you know, and there's. So what what I've basically done is, and I I think, I don't know. I just ended up having a bit of a a bit of a wobble. I just sort of was. You know, wait, you know, when you get that drive, all of a sudden you just get a kick up the backside from yourself going, come on, we need to pull it together. And I realized I needed to lose some weight. Um, because you know, I'm rolling on my back like like a hedgehog trying to put socks on. That's not a normal way to put socks on. Um, I was going through clothes, which I'll get to, um, and realized I had a lot of smaller clothes. Um, but just realized I needed to sort you know, sort my eating out because I put a lot of weight on over COVID because I wasn't going anywhere or doing anything. And then COVID lifted and I just didn't have the oomph to sort of get back up and get out because it was hard to go back out again. And because my, my knee, which is still knackered, um, I still can't do anything on it. So that's difficult to even try. But what I have done over the past two or three weeks is I've really sorted out the way I eat. You know, I've cut takeaways out, I've reduced fizzy sodas, I've um you know, snacks that I would have on a weekend, any alcohol. I've just knocked it all on the head. Um, And like tonight for tea, my evening meal, what I've had was um, like small tortillas, like these mini tortillas, because I prefer the smaller ones than the bigger ones. Um, And just threw some steak on, chopped it up um, and threw it in with a bit of garlic, mayo and red onion and lettuce and folded them up and ate them. Now, I know some parts of that are not healthy and I could do better but trust me if you saw what I was eating before you'd be praying to me for how fantastic a difference that is you know and I've I've lost some weight so that's good and now because I'm so focused I'm just going to keep it up and what I'm doing from sort of getting out of bed until that evening meal is I'm just having diet shakes and bars from a from a diet company Um, because I feel when I've got a restriction on something, it makes things a thousand times easier because it's like if it doesn't have that company's name on it, then I'm not allowed it. It's as simple as that. Um, So there's a little change I'm making because that's something I'm in control of. And the other thing is I've told you before that I've got a bit of a a bit of a built in trauma (laughs) about um, clothing, because when I was a kid, I was poor. Been very open about that, and every Christmas when I saw my family, uh, my cousin who's a couple of years older, his his mum would give my mum a bag of clothes for me that he had grown out of, and I used to love rummaging through them. And uh, what that did as I got older is it made me buy above and beyond what I actually need. Like I would, you know, so so many clothes that it's it's ridiculous, you know, and I would. I would basically be buying clothes in a sale because I would get more of them. Um, and that that's just something I've always had, you know. And I've thought I've been in an all right state with it for a few years, but I just decided that I need a bit more control over the things I can control, and I've started to create a lot more lists because I like things to be very regimented for me. And I, it's a case of going right. Well, I should, you know, I should know how many clothes I own per vest, t shirt, long sleeve t shirt polo shirt, long sleeve polo shirt, jumper, sweater, whatever you want to call them, chinos, jeans, uh, linens. I love my linens. And that was kind of what I wanted to do. So I thought, right, well, I'll, I'll create that and that will hopefully get rid of some of the clothes I've got that I don't need. And I'm not kidding. When I got all the clothes out, I realized just how bad I've been with, with this. So just to give you an example. I've got a six foot clothes rail. It's always been full. I've got three drawers in the bedroom, full. Um, Two tubs in the office, full. And I've got this frame, six foot frame with five shelves on it. And two of them shelves were full of neatly folded clothes. And there's also five tubs, which were about two foot by a foot deep. Five of them full of clothes, and when I got them all out, it was like, Mate, you've got a problem, you know, so what I've done I mean, the thing is I'm not precious about it, like I'm not harder, I don't find a reason to keep things. I'm quite the opposite. It's kind of like trying to find a a you know a reason to not keep things. It's like, right, let's just throw everything away, and I'll just buy it all again if I need it, making me sound rich, and that's not the case, but that's the way I'm trying to see things um and I have got against it's like in a corner of the bedroom at the minute, a five foot pile of clothes that I'm giving to the charity shop. and I've still got a load of clothes to go through. That's bad. But by the end of the weekend, I'll have done this and that'll be something else I'll be in control of. So it's feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm getting a bit more control over the things I can control and I like that. But anyway, we're not here to talk about me and trying to take control over being a podge and having too many clothes. So I want to talk about being autistic, and um, holidays. So I mentioned briefly, very briefly at the end of a video, and I've booked a holiday. I got a few emails. And if I'm saying eight to ten emails that said this thing, I am not exaggerating at all. Because of that little small thing I said, these emails said, where are you going on holiday? Disney World, Disneyland. Love it there. Is that where you're going? Can you do a video and talk about going to Disneyland, Disney World? I'm not going to Disneyland or Disney World or anything Disney related. I don't like Disney. And I have a problem with people with the faces covered. Dentists, doctors, if I can't see your face, I do not know what's going on. And obviously at Disney World and Disneyland, there's a lot of people knocking about with things fully covering their face stuffed over the head. Um, That's a petrifying thought to me. You know, I don't even like clowns because they disguise their face. So, um, no, I'm afraid not. I am not going there, but. Going on holiday when you're autistic, especially when you're jumping on a plane, uh, which is going to go against um, someone who watches my channel, who's an air air host. So. you know i it's it's I think it's very different when it's a job to then doing something in leisure, but it is still difficult to go on holiday like you I'm tripping over my words, but what I'm trying to say is let's say. There's a couple of people going on holiday. It's like, oh, where should we go? Oh, Turkey looks nice. Oh, that place looks nice. And they look at a few things and they book something and then they put a countdown on the phone or whatever and they're excited. They never shut up about it. They can't wait to get there. They lose weight for the holiday. They buy new clothes. And even though I'm losing weight and I'm sorting my clothes out, it's not for the holiday. I've just needed something to do. And uh, for me, it's kind of like if I had a countdown on, it's a countdown of dread because I still fear going away. So I want to sort of try and pick it apart. All right, so um, why it's a bother, why, why it's a pain, why it's a concern, why it causes fear and why it causes dread is because everything I need, love and want is here in this house, in these four walls. The world offers me nothing compared to what these four walls offer me. I can take my mask off here. I can relax here. I can ignore people here. But going on holiday, I can't do that. So I've got to build up enough energy to keep the mask on full time. Um, So then I suppose you'd ask, well, why go away if it's going to cause you a problem and everything you love is at home? And the reason is, it's because I feel like I need to. I feel like I need a change of scene. I feel like. You know, like some people just love going for a drive and they'll get in the car, they'll drive for hours, they'll just look at something for half an hour and drive all the way back, and that drive soothes them, calms them, listen to some relaxing music. I hate driving, and I do a lot of that for my living. So the idea of doing it for something to relax with is, it's like it's work for me. But I do need a bit of a change of scene, because I've not had one for since before COVID. Um, And I absolutely adore the sea. I feel like I'm connected to it somehow. You know, like when you see those people who go, oh, you know, they've raised a, a lion or something and it's like, oh, we've got a connection. I don't mean like that because that lion ends up ripping the head off. You know, but like the sea is such a calm thing to watch. But if it wanted to, it could just rise up and wipe out, you know, a good quarter of a mile of people. And it's like, that's so dangerous. <laughs> and I kind of like the, the calm that, you know, that is in that violent element I just I don't know I'm just I feel so it's the only thing that isn't electric that can distract me you know so um it'll be nice to be near a sea that isn't brown because like the sea near me which is maybe two hours away it's brown Blackpool brown sea that stinks that's not pleasant. You know, and Blackpool's not very nice either. Um, and if you live in Blackpool, not having to go at all of it, but you know, the seafront, you know yourself, um, a certain area, that's not the best. Um, so yeah, I feel like I need a change of scene. You know, I've not actually been away for four years, um, and before that, it was probably another four years. So maybe my I've got like the holiday Olympics. Maybe I just do something every four years, but it's I, I'm not looking forward to it. OK, because you've got to see the things I do and go through just to get to this stage of booking one and now in the, I'm in the waiting game. So what I will do is, you know, like let, let, I'll pick on clothes because I've just talked about them for ages. But if I'm going to go and buy a T-shirt from a website, this is exactly what I do. I go on the website. I go into men. I, I choose the size of my top, which is XL. And then if there's a price, uh, you know, um slider, I will slide it down to the price I will not pay more for a T-shirt on. And then I go straight over to the filter section and I just put it from low to high so I can see the cheapest things first. And that way I can only see things in my price range. And if my eye gets caught by cheaper things, I'm not going to carry on looking. Okay, so that's kind of what I do with holidays, but like this, there's some countries I absolutely will not go to. So I don't even select them on my search. This times a year I won't go. I have to go in September because for me. Because of the way I work, like I will work and work and work and work until I start to feel like I need a break because people book holidays when they want to. I book them because I need to because I have to save them because I'm so afraid of burnout and knowing that I need longer than other people and The later the year goes on, if I've saved up enough holidays, I can take long weekends and that's a lovely feeling for me towards the end of the year. But I like to do September because I can save all my holidays until then and then take a couple of weeks. And then when I get back, it's already getting darker and cooler in England. And that starts to show me that my favorite seasons are coming. You know, a bit of autumn or fall for those of you across the pond and uh, winter, you know, when it's cold, when it's dark, that's when this guy thrives. So, (laughs) um, yeah, that's why I like to make sure that I'm going in September. Um, I have to make sure I'm not going when kids are off school because no offense. But when you don't have kids, you don't want kids where you relax either. Um, I also will look at the time of flights. So I have to make sure I'm going in the morning. Um, I don't see the point in going any later than a morning flight. And by morning, I mean all the way up to 11.59, but I I don't see the point in going later because by the time you land, get sorted, get there, you might be all right for a couple of drinks and then it's bed, but that's your first day. No, I don't want that. But then to be fair, on the way home, I'm also the same, I wanna go early because I hate waiting for things. And that's why I've booked this holiday. I don't know, what was it, 12 weeks or something before I'm actually going? I know it wasn't a long period before I was going because I hate waiting for things because I get anxious. Even if it's for good things, I get anxious because you start to think of all the things that could potentially go wrong and the world of an anxious brain, I guess. Um, so you know, I have to make sure it's on a beachfront because I love the sea. and. I'll just cut a long story short on this, but what I've done is I've ultimately found a place who do not endorse me by any stretch of the imagination, but I will give credit where credit's due. And it's a brand called Icos, I K O S. And they offer, for me, they offer autistic people an autistic break without realizing it in a way. Um, there's some things that are just not right, but, you know, in, in the world of autism, but what their places offer are great. There's just one major catch. They cost serious money. And, you know, like I'll tell you it's with it costs. I'm telling you I'm going in September. Some people like to do a bit of digging and you'll go on Google, you'll go on um, holiday websites and see how expensive it is. I don't want you to get the wrong impression and think I'm absolutely minted. You've got to remember what I said here. I've not been away for about four years. Everything I love is within these four walls. So I work and I pay my bills. The rest accumulates, you know, and that's why I've always been confused at people who are on these get rich quick schemes. It's like, no, just go to work, do your job, have a low life cost anyway, and your money will build. But the thing is, I don't save money. It just builds. And then when I get an opportunity to do this, for example, all my saved money goes on going away. Okay, Um, but it offers so much like it offers private beach perfect. So there's no lucky, lucky men, you know, the people knocking about with mangoes, lasers, T-shirts, sunglasses. You don't get pestered by people like that. you also don't have to pay for a sunbed, which a lot of the time you do, especially in Europe. These people you have to pay to stay on the sunbeds on the beach, but these are owned by the place on their private beach, so that's good. Um, I sometimes get anxious of, about getting somebody's attention to get a drink, like going to the bar if there's a queue. I never get seen, even though I'm six foot one and eighteen stone. I never get seen, you know. So, but I also don't go. Am I invisible here, mate? You know, I, I just sort of wait hoping someone's going to see me. So what happens at this place is they come to you. So it's like for what a drink. They're already doing half of it for me. So you don't actually go to a bar. They come to you. It's all branded drinks. So what I'm used to in England, I'll get there. Um, You get a mini fridge in the room, which is topped up daily, a coffee machine in the room. solely an espresso one, but still better than nothing the safe is free in the room so that avoids them hidden little charges where it's like oh no need to keep your stuff in the safe how much is it 70 euros you know it avoids all that so that's good um it's all inclusive so there's no worry about food making anything and it offers like five restaurants on site um or five to seven restaurants on site you can get a dine out experience which is thrown in as well for free you can even get a mini cooper for a day for free you know, there's all sorts of these little things, and there's a, a like a an help yourself buffet as well, which is really nice. Um, so it's just decent, and it's spread out, you know. So it's not a case of if there's someone noisy somewhere or kids that are just you know over the top loud, because for some reason people take newborn babies or babies under a year old on holiday, and I think what's the point? <laughs> you know, just stick in the country and do something local. It's so it's unfair to take a kid on a plane and make it scream because it don't understand why it's ears are popping and you just look around looking at me we might know when you're getting on my nerves going <laughs> what are you gonna do don't take your kid on a plane um you know so you can always get up and move there's plenty of space for that so it's it's just a decent place um so if you're ever feeling flush and fancy on a broad holiday just check them out because you know, and obviously I'll, I'll do a chat when I'm back as well, and let you know, I'll go on. But uh, hopefully I won't be saying anything different because I need it to be good. You know, so that's the place. That's what I need. I need a, like, a really high level of something just to even consider it. And unfortunately, with high level comes high price. And then people wonder why I'm considering applying for PIP. You know what I mean? Personal independent payment. Because I've got higher cost of living due to my autism. It's the same at the airport. I'm going to the airport. I've paid today for fast track just so I can avoid queuing with my bags and getting them weighed. I can just go straight over to a near enough empty desk, get them weighed, and go through and go wait in another massive queue at passport control. But that was five pound. You know, so it's every little five pound here and there, the extra amounts for holidays. It's just not very fair. You know, and at the airport, they say you can get a sunflower lanyard, and our staff are trained to understand what they mean. But it doesn't tell me what it means for me if I put one on. Does it mean they'll take me to one side and so I don't have to wait in a queue? Do they know I don't like waiting in queues? How, what are they trained in? They don't go into any details, so that's got me a bit worried, as well. You know, so that's a problem um, because the biggest part of the fear of anything to do with me—it's not even the plane coming down. You know, if it's coming down. Out of my control. So, but where when I'm in the airport and I'm queuing and I've got to go through passport control, that's when everything starts horribly for me because I can't queue. It's why I don't go to shops at the busy times because I have a problem queuing up, you know. And uh, people smell; they just do. Like when you're going through passport control, people, there's people there and they smell of hairspray, sun lotions, perfumes. You know, because it's like, I've got to smell nice while I'm stuck on that plane. And then when they get off the plane at the other end, they'll smoke, spray more perfume, bang more sun cream on. And then you've got to smell them all the way to the resort on a coach. So I'm overloaded with smells and it drives me crazy. And the, the lights are always terrible inside in an airport when there's no natural light. You know, and it's, there's, there's no ventilation and the lighting's rubbish. There's no space. It makes me feel horrible. I've got to admit. Um, but then the, the oddities happen and it, they wind me up, and I don't know why I let them wind me up. You know, like when it comes to boarding, like you look at the screens, it tells you that you're going to board, and people try and get on the plane before their call. And I think, what are you rushing for? You're already here. There's the plane. There's the people letting you go through and checking your ticket. Why do you want to be sat on the plane for longer before it takes off? So I. Wait, and I'm usually one of the last people on the plane because why would I want to sit and wait for everyone else to get on? I also have to pay more money for a seat because I have to choose my seat because I have to sit ready to just be in the aisle. Because if I need the bathroom, I don't want people to have to keep getting up, I'd rather be the person getting up, you know. So, there's another cost of living, throw that on Pip. Um, you know, so and then when you land, what do people do? They stand up before the doors are open. What are you doing? You know, you're not going to open. And even if they open the door, you're just going to fall out and hit the floor because the skywalk's not there or the steps aren't there. So what are you doing? And then they get off, they barrel it all the way to, you know, collect their luggage, which is still on the plane. And then when it's finally coming around the carousel, when I've just leisurely walked up, I get my bag leisurely. And if everybody's queuing and they're all making shoulder to shoulder, not letting me in, I don't push in. I just wait. And then I get my bag. And then I'm the last one on the coach as well. So they've all been waiting for me because they were all in such a rush. And then when we get to the resort, this is the bit they don't think of because my bag went off last. It's coming off first. So I get to check in sooner. Who's the clown now? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and the good thing again about Icos, I'm uh, sorry to bang on about the place, but check in, you're not in a queue. You just go into this lounge. You all get a seat. You get given a cool towel um, and a glass of whatever you want to drink. And then they come and give you a key, a map, and you go to your room. You know, and the bags get dropped off, so you don't need to take your bags with you. Um, so that bit's good. Um, so yeah, people are tricky for me. You know, the whole process would be easier if it wasn't for the humans alongside it. Um, but I'll go, I'll try to unwind, but this is where I need your help. I've got no idea what to do while I'm there. I wanted a Steam Deck. I can't get a Steam Deck. I can get one between August, sorry, between October and uh, December, but I go on holiday in September because for some reason you can't just buy them uh, and they don't make enough. So that, that's drove me crazy. Um, I'm not taking a laptop with me. I'm going to take my phone because I never take my phone. I usually leave it at home, but I thought, why not? I'm learning Spanish on my phone and I've got a 780 day streak. I don't want to lose. So uh, I need to take it for that anyway. um, But I I just don't know what to do. I don't read because it's just black print on a white page. I can't make pictures out of it, so it's pointless me reading. I don't sunbathe. I hate the heat, as you know. hate the heat in England. Air conditioner's ready to go back on in a second. Uh, So I don't sunbathe, so I have no interest in that. I don't read. Um, I've got music on my phone. I can listen to that, but I'm there for two weeks. There's only so much music that you want to listen to. I'm going to take a book of Sudoku, Sudoku, however you pronounce it, Um, just because I, I need to keep mentally stimulated. I can't turn off. You know when people say, I'm going on holiday to switch off. If I switch off, I break. I'm like a server. I need to keep going. But what I need to do is replace work and life busyness with interest busyness, enjoyment busyness. But it's what am I going to do? Like I say, I'll take Sudoku. I'll take Arrow Words. I'll take a couple of those books just to fill in, kill an hour a day with those. But I just don't know what to do. You know, I have thought about buying a good tablet. But to me, maybe I'm old school. A tablet is just an enormous phone that you can't make a normal phone call on. Like, I don't know what they actually do to give me an interest. Like, I was, I was, so I was looking on the internet, like 10 reasons to buy a tablet, and somebody had put, they're sexy, they're cool. It's like, who are you finding a tablet sexy? Freak, get off the internet. So, the only thing I can think of is maybe this is where I'll, give birth to the idea of researching how you write books, short stories, whatever, because I know I bang on about it all the time, but you don't know how many ideas I've got up in this place. You know, and maybe if I learn how to write, it'll make starting the process a lot easier. Because otherwise it'll be like this, it'll just be nonstop waffle, but in print. And I need to learn regulation. Um, but I'm lost without doing things. I can't not do things. I play a game called Township on my tablet at night. Now I do Spanish on my phone at night just for five minutes. And I'm not progressing, really. I'm just doing refreshers all the time, but I need to always be doing something. So I'm reaching out to you, my autistic friends. When you go away, when you get downtime, when you're going to be somewhere where you can't take the things that are within the four walls you adore, what do you do? I can't go sightseeing because my knees knackered. So it's not like I can go here, there and everywhere. So apart from sitting there watching the sea. I'm a bit lost of what to do, and it's actually making me a bit nervous um, because I'm fearful that I've spent a hell of a lot of money to go here and I'm not going to enjoy being there because I'll just want to be back to my PC, play football manager, things like that. So the whole point of the video was to get to this bit to ask you for your help. because. I need it. So if you can help, I'd appreciate it. Thanks for watching and until next time, keep smiling.